Hi everyone, I'm JC. We're back with episode four of the You Made New podcast. I really have been enjoying um, getting to know this platform. Again, like I said, if it's rough around the edges, I apologize. The tech stuff is coming slowly, but we'll get there. But um, for a rookie, thank you for joining me if you've made it to number four. I've actually loved this, and I think what I'm finding is at the outset of, of the this podcast, when everything is new, I'm getting to choose the topics that were the most pivotal for me. Kind of, again, laying the foundation, laying the groundwork for what set me on a whole new new path, gave me a new paradigm to function out of. And I know it was a result of the Lord's guidance. That's what we're going to hone in on today on this episode is we talked about it quite a bit in episode three about how desperately we need his direction and his guidance, that this is no longer um, about us getting on our knees and asking for his help with our plan to do paleo, to do this diet or that diet. Again, not saying those are bad and we'll talk about that, but this isn't about making him our servant to help us with our agenda. This is about a surrender of everything we thought we've believed that has been true. It, it's taking everything to his feet and, and letting him help us evaluate truth from error lies from, um, what we really need to believe. Now this might be tricky because I, I have framed it in the sense of lies or things we believe that are not our truth. But the difficult part about this from the beginning is I've come to believe with all my heart that, different truths fit different people. My truth about my health um, may be different from your truth. So something that I'm believing that I need to let go of may not apply to you at all. And I'll give examples of that as we go through. But what I think we need to start with is one basic question. And it's the title of this episode. Who have we been listening to? It's an odd question because we have listened to a lot of voices, but a lot of times we do it subconsciously. Things are just introduced to us from different avenues. A doctor, a news report, a friend says something. We read something in a book. We're taught something in school and it gets put into the computer in our brain as truth, sometimes without our evaluating it. And especially without our filtering it through the lens of the Lord. Because we do live in a world where untruths are sold as truths all the time, but it's so tricky that we need him to help us. And so this becomes a very deliberate act as we begin this path. And we're walking our first few steps toward this new land of rest and peace. It becomes very deliberate questioning of who have I been listening to? Now, let me get a little more specific as it grab a pen and paper. If this is something you've never really um, thought about, let me give you some specific examples. We could ask ourselves, number one, where has all my health knowledge come from? And it's probably going to be multiple sources, right? There's a lot of places, um, avenues that have contributed to this wealth of knowledge that we've held in our head about what's healthy and what's not, what um, eating styles, what practices, what, how to take care of our health when we're sick. All of it has come from different sources, but we kind of hold a philosophy about many things about how to be healthy. So where's that come from? Just ask yourself, maybe spend a few days thinking about it. 
I, for example, I'll use a dumb little example, but it hit me one day as I was driving to work, listening to the radio, it was on and, and they were talking about a new report that had come out about coconut oil and how actually it's not as healthy as we have been led to believe. And it causes this and that and, and boom, boom, boom. Here's the story. And the DJ said, all right, one more thing to cut out. Okay. Just that's the advice. We'll go do it. And, and it was funny in that moment. I thought, how many people are hearing that report and just accepting it as truth because some scientists released a study or some news anchor told you that? Again, I'm not making the case for or against coconut oil. I'm just using it as an example of a little tidbit being shared on the news. And then we just file it in our brain as, oh, oh, okay, I'm supposed to avoid that. But we didn't evaluate the source. Is that truth? Is that really I mean, we could use a lot of different examples in terms of dietary rules and regulations, right? Everyone is saying something different. Where is my knowledge of health and how I care for my health coming from? How have I developed the philosophy that I hold about different healthy foods and, and what is a healthy diet and calorie counts or whatever? Maybe you don't count, count calories. I'm not really into that. Gave that up a long time ago, but... Whatever system you're using or whatever, you know, philosophy you hold, where did it come from? Who have I been listening to? And can I trust those sources? Not saying they're all bad. I'm not. Many of those sources will be offering you things that were truth. In fact, the funny thing is, um, just a tiny example, when it came to my sugar addiction, the Lord had placed a voice in my path several years before I actually listened to it. The first time I read the book that would, would come to be my um, rescuing path, I I completely dismissed it. I said, no, this is ridiculous. I didn't filter it through the Lord's, you know, opinion. I, I didn't pray and ask for help. I just read it and went, that's stupid. And took it back to the library and said, forget about that. And was very close to it. I was not using his discernment. I think he was probably smacking his head you know, smacking himself in the forehead going, how am I going to get through to her? This is the healing that she needs. And she's just not open to it. But again, I was using my own guidance, trust in the Lord with all thy, <laughs> all thy heart and lead not to thine own understanding, right? Proverbs three, but I was leaning to my own understanding and my health knowledge all the time and just picking up bits and pieces from who knows where and making that my truth. So can you see how this is a, a rolling back to the ground level and an assessment of everything we've believed. And we have to start from scratch and ask ourselves, is this, does my health philosophy parallel the Lord's philosophy for me, the Lord's program or plan or, or ideas that will be help my body function at its best? Or have I just picked it up? from voices along the way, different resources that I've trusted and I probably shouldn't have. And it's time to rework that. And here's another example, not just health knowledge. Where's my health knowledge come from? Let's ask ourselves, where have all my dietary rules come from? Who have I listened to? Who have I trusted and, and turned my whole life over in a sense and entrusted with that faith when maybe I shouldn't have? This is going to sound weird, but I hope you'll go with me on this. In, a, in essence, when we do this, we make these voices our God. 
for example, I have several um, older patients that will come and see me in our wellness clinic and, and we'll sit down to um, coach through some things and talk about their health. And many of them have been on medications for 20, 30 years that their doctor put them on a very long time ago. And these medications, several of them, statins is one that I, I've done a lot of study on and, and it's proven to be completely useless. And again, that's a whole can of worms. Don't freak out if I'm opening a can of worms for you and you're on statins. That's a different journey for a different day. But as I would try to suggest some things about perhaps looking at the medications that they've been on, they would look at me kind of with this dull stare and say, well, wait, my doctor said to do it. So, well, yeah, I have to stay on this medication. I can't go off it. And doctor became God. Doctor said it. I have to do it. What if the Lord says, no, not that medication. And we never even were going to ask him. And so now we're suffering with all the effects of it and um, having issues that we don't even realize where it's coming from. It's because we made our doctor, our God, didn't ask the true God, his opinion on it. Again, because we think we just trust. We offer our faith into our doctors. And I love doctors have blessed my life in so many ways. This isn't an anti-doctor moment at all. I have dear friends who are doctors. Doctors have blessed my kids' life, my life. But I'm just saying they're not God. Just the way that I'm not as a health coach, any of the voices that are speaking to you are not definitive dogmatic truth on anything. Although all of us can do is offer our education to the world. Sometimes it will fit people's lives. Sometimes it won't. But what I'm saying is we must run everything through him and just be prayerful about our lives. I think sometimes we go, well, wait, I'm even supposed to pray about medication or or what to eat for breakfast. I'm talking about an overarching philosophy of staying open to his guidance on all of these things and, and asking for the discernment through the gift of the Holy Ghost to know when something is presented to me and to have that feeling in my heart, nope, not that, don't listen to that voice. If I'm not tuned into that system of, of revelation and guidance from the Lord of what truth will work for me, I'm going to be deceived. And I'm going to end up acting on things that will be detrimental to my health <clears throat> when had I, had I made him my God of my health. And let every piece of advice that came to me and counsel and filter all that through him, I might have had a very different outcome. Okay, so the same question can be asked, where have I got my body image standard from? What voices have I been listening to that have shaped a body image um, expectation in my head of what I need to fit myself to? What I'm trying to align myself with? how I measure the different um, parts of my body or the, the look that I'm trying to portray to the world or how I measure, how I handle my beauty and how I dress, all of these things that are wrapped up into our body image. What is the root of my body image? The beliefs that I hold about what standard that I need to measure up to. Where's that come from? Boy, I will say that a hundred percent of my body image came from the world, not the Lord. I had never, I mean, I dressed in a modest way. And so I, I sometimes, um, would align my body image to that standard. Cause I knew that the Lord was pleased with chaste women and, and with a woman who values her virtue and would dress in a modest way. So yeah, I had listened to him on a few counts, but in terms of size, value, the value placed on my beauty, I would measure it according to the standard of the world. 
perfect hair, perfect teeth, perfect this. I mean, again, this is a whole different course, the body image course, but, and we do go into this exact question in that course. Where have I got that standard from? Ask, see, begin to journal some things, perhaps. Look at all of it. Did it come from my neighbor who lost 50 pounds and told me their story? And I was like, oh, that's it. That's it. That's my, that's going to work for me too. And then it didn't. And I didn't understand why. And the Lord all along is going, if you would have asked me, I would have told you that's not your story. Your body doesn't respond like hers. Do you see how far this can go in different directions? Who have I been listening to? Instagram influencers? I mean, it could go so many voices. An expert, just because they have a lot of letters after their name. I'm not discounting their education. I'm just saying, who is the God over your health? So these are the questions we need to work through as we begin to understand. Let me, let me give you some examples further. Let's, let's take just the world of eating and exercise. Because that's kind of the biggest health um, concern that a lot of us have. So not only am I asking... How have I figured out what to eat? Where has that philosophy come from on what is good and what is bad? Where have the rules that I hold come from? But I also felt the Lord um, urging me to ask, how much? How much do I eat? How often I eat? Boy, he had a lot to say on that. Even after I shifted my diet and um, came out of my sugar addiction and began to eat in a more stable way, I still had issues with emotional eating, I could just binge on healthy food instead of junk food. And I still was driven by an inner belief framework that said, food is my comfort. I need it. And so I just found new, healthier versions of the same comfort food, but he was still my comforter. Or food still was my comforter often rather than the true comforter. And actually, little uh, spoiler alert, that's going to be my next episode. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But he didn't just want to have a say in what I ate. He wanted to have a say in how often uh, was I listening to my body in terms of when I was full? No, no, I was not finishing my plate or I was eating past the point of fullness for reasons other than hunger. There were a lot of issues that were just happening subconsciously that hadn't looked at that were fueling my disordered eating. And so it was, it was a, a chance to take everything that I was believing and acting out on and following the framework that was driving my goals, my um, attempts to escape from the tower, like we talked about. And it was allowing him to rework all of that, all of that. Oh, I want to use a quote, and I just realized that I didn't um, look it up, but it's right here on my laptop. So if you will be patient with me for just a second, I can look it up. Um, This comes from Andrew Murray, who lived in the 1800s and who is a wonderful writer. I have just um, eaten up his stuff. I love his books. This is um, the, The Practice of the Presence of God. Yeah, this comes from that. Listen to what he says. Unlearning is often the most important part of learning. Wrong impressions, prejudices, and beliefs are obstacles in the way of learning. So until we have these removed, the teacher labors in vain. The knowledge he communicates only touches the surface. 
deep under the surface, the pupil is guided by what has become second nature to him. So the first work of the teacher is to discover and to make the pupil see and remove these hindrances. Now here's the key paragraph that just hits the home run for me. He says, there can be no true and faithful learning about Christ when we are not ready to unlearn. By heredity, by education, by tradition, we have established our thoughts about religion and God's word. And I would add health and fitness and body image, all these things, thoughts that are often great hindrances to our learning the truth. So here's the, here's the um, big kahuna, this sentence, tattoo this on your forehead. To learn of Christ requires a willingness to subject every truth we hold to his inspection for criticism and correction. Everything I have held inside about dietary rules, about health, about wellness, about sickness, caring for myself, about my body image... I have to manifest a willingness to subject all of those beliefs to his, um, to him for his inspection, for criticism and correction for him to say, you know what? You've been believing that for 20 years. It's time to be done. It's time to let that one go. Um, let me give you a couple more really simple, dumb little examples. I, a dear friend of mine actually is very, very well. She's a professional athlete and and just was having terrible trouble with digestion. And the wellness clin clinic I worked in, of course, she was being given all kinds of advice on how to clear her digestive problems up. And one of them was raw food, real food, you know, healthy vegetables, lots and lots of fruits and vegetables for the fiber to get her digestion going. And it wasn't for a couple of months. She finally came to me and she said, guess what? She said, I, they went through a, a bit where they didn't have a lot of fruits and vegetables. They were putting their finances somewhere else. So they're eating more simply. She couldn't afford them for a while. And she said, I stopped eating those. And guess what was causing my distress? She found out it was the raw fruits and vegetables. The worst was the lettuce salad, the one God of dietary food, right? That's the one thing all of us think are, is the highest, most holy thing you can eat as a salad, right? She said that that's what was causing all my health, health problems, all my digestive problems. I just, I, and as long as she avoids raw um, fruits and vegetables and cooks them and steams them things. She's been doing great. So see again, the whole world would tell you a salad is the healthiest thing you could eat and you should eat them often. And, and again, I'm not really dismissing that. Sure. There's a lot of benefits in fruits and vegetables, but for her, her truth was the exact opposite of what everyone was telling her to do. My daughter went to a nutritionist once. Um, my daughter, again, an athlete on the college level. And the nutritionist said, listen, you're doing two workouts a day. You Let's get away from all these food rules. No food, good, food is good or bad. Just eat and, and you can handle all these calories. And she kind of took her into this open place where she, anything was okay. And there's a whole movement behind that that I'm sure I'll cover in another episode. No good food, no bad food. Just make all food okay. So... And I have some thoughts on that, but I can't launch into it now. But my daughter knew dairy didn't do well with her. She never has done well on it. Her skin breaks out. She gets digestive problems. And she listened to this nutrition, nutritionist and said, okay, I'll give it a shot and started eating kind of whatever she wanted. And all her health issues came back. The re it just reinforced, she went, mom, no, it, it, it reinforced my intuitive wisdom that if I want to feel well, dairy is not my truth. I can't. I can't eat it and feel, feel well. 
So again, just because a voice tells us something doesn't mean we're supposed to believe it. No matter what credentials they have behind their name, no matter how many hundreds of thousands of people have followed their program and found success. And again, some of these people will be our voice. My sugar addiction recovery did come through a program, through a book, someone that was an expert. She had the first PhD in addictive nutrition, but I didn't listen to her at first because I dismissed her until the Lord said this, 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 this is your truth. Listen to her. My daughter had to find her own truth. My friend with the vegetable issue had to find her truth. This is our goal as we set on this new path. Who am I listening to? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, with your health. And lean not to your own understanding. This is the understanding that's been given through many different voices that had no right telling you. Because it is not the right answer for your body. So we have to be willing, number one, to assess where those voices are coming from, to pray for the gift of discernment so we'll know when we are given a piece of advice that is not for us. We'll feel that that um, red light in our spirit where we think, nope, nope, nope. I don't care if it's a doctor or an expert or an author that says that. That one's not for me. But number two, it's the willingness to unlearn old patterns that we may have been carrying for a long time that are not for us. It's kind of liberating if you think about it. No other God over our health, but the one true God. So that, so that you can trust your own intuitive answers that come through the spirit and find your own wisdom, find your own truth. There isn't a one size fits all. What's true for one may not be true for another. It's actually a beautiful thing because it will deepen your relationship with your savior as you make him your true God in this area of your life. All right. It looks like my time is up. I'm trying to keep my episodes around the same length. This one went a little bit longer, but boy, this one's an important one. I hope you can sense that again, like we talked about in the three-legged stool, if we don't start our path right and we try to start down the road and, and make some changes there, if the foundation isn't right, We're not going to make it anywhere. And this is a foundational concept. Making him God over our health. Listening to his voice alone as we filter out the right voices that will help and bless us. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope this um, leads to a lot of self-introspection, journaling, self-awareness, more study as you begin to break free and move to a new life of peace and rest in your health. We'll see you next time.